Guys of a Certain Age is brought to you by no one. Absolutely no one. Except these dudes walking down memory lane. Now let's head to the studio to see what they misremember next. It is the clear and present danger of guys of a certain age coming at you with the sum of all our knowledge about Jack Ryan's Robbie Couplins in studio with Art Shirley, Jay Reed. Wow, they looked at me really strange. You have to, you have to admit that one was pretty. I was good. Yeah, I was yeah. trying to find a way to jump in on it. You know, we're I, we could say that. You know, we're looking for we're on the hunt, hunt for, for the for the best Jack Ryan. Trying to work in a Cardinal of the Kremlin um, reference in there, but didn't work. So anyway, better look next time. Is there going to be a next time? This is it. This, this is, is it. our final episode no, of Jack no. Ryan. <laughs> wow. This is episode so is so. episode 58. Wow. Yeah. Boy, nobody hey, older than me. this far. It's older than me now. Wow. That's great. That's great. So um, thanks, guys, for joining us. And uh, we are in studio. As you can probably hear the studio bat line ringing in the background. That's right. Who knows who that is. Um, how are you guys doing? Doing well. Happy to be here. So glad to see more rain. <laughs> Yeah, oh gosh. Really? Yeah. Isn't that the truth, man? Historic, almost historic flooding. So yes. I was in Jackson Sunday and I drove by. If you've driven down Lakeland Drive and see Jackson Prep, it's truly a lake land. There were kids kayaking over the soccer field in Jackson Prep on wow. Sunday. Wow. That reminds me of a Jay story. Has, Jay has one uh, lens of his glasses <laughs> fogged over. <laughs> wow. I just got back from the gym. I'm still a little bit warm. Yeah. 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 He got back from the gym. We don't know if he actually did anything at the gym. Yeah, that's but, not important. Anyway, yeah. tells me, reminds me of a story of uh, the Dr. Roy Ruby told me one time. Dr. Roy Ruby, long time VP of Student Affairs at Mississippi State. He, Saw him at Dollar Tree the other day. Oh, I love Dr. <laughs> Ruby. So he uh, he lived in Old Main, which was the gigantic dormitory on campus. Right. And um, so Old Main at the time when it burned in the um, in the late fifties, it was the largest on campus dormitory in the world. And apparently those guys would get so rowdy. Uh, there were stories of they would shut all the doors to the rooms, like on second or third floor, fifth floor, whatever. They would turn all the, the water hydrants on. I've heard of this. You know, they would put every, every, every shower on. They would put every um, uh, faucet on and they would flood the halls and then they would they would they were raft down the halls yeah, in Old Main. and uh, i'm just thinking man what a life yeah uh, i was born way too late i guess so they did that my last day uh, at old Main. they did that no, my last day at the at my freshman year at old miss woke up to go take my exam stepped into an inch of water and somebody had done that yeah, oh wow yeah. wow what dorm yeah. are you in um uh, uh, Kincaid. Kincaid. Okay. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I thought you said king cake there for a king second. King cake. Because we are in Mardi Gras, Mardi Gras season. season. As we right. record, uh, probably after you listen, you'll be out. Mm-hmm. So, but uh, anyway, so let's let's jump from King Cake and Dr. Ruby to Geeks of the Week. Uh, what you got, Jay? Well, I was excited to see. I, I mentioned the the Batman movie that's coming out uh, next year, right? June of 21, I think is what I, I saw. I believe so. And they're just beginning to film it, and so they released a little... Small teaser trailer of the bat it, suit. It's a proof of concept. A proof of concept trailer. I learned so much from you. You on do. This podcast and and I'm so glad to teach. <laughs> but it was really cool. They only did it kind of from the chest up. But um, I, I read a bunch about it and they said that they probably release this now because they're going to be filming outside and they want didn't want a bunch of 
fuzzy paparazzi pictures coming out first. And yeah, so, like that's going to stop it. That's right. Well, I know yeah. we'll stop it, but at least, we'll but at see least you'll see the actual the real thing. First. But the the two interesting things about the the cow looks like it's made of leather. Mm-hmm. You can actually see the stitching in it, and uh, the the bat symbol looks like batarangs it's made though of two pieces of the gun that killed his parents is that, heard that is that confirmed or is that speculation it's well it's off a youtube video so okay yeah because i've heard that rumor i've also heard the batarang thing yeah uh, but if you look at it once you see or hear that if you look at it it really mm-hmm. does look like two pieces of and a gun. kevin smith did a thing in the uh, 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 eight, is it is his Fat Man on Batman podcast? No, he wrote a story, Jim Lee Illustrated, that was oh, part yeah, of the that's uh, right. thing. And, and in that one, Bruce Wayne disguises himself as Matches Malone and buys a uh, buys the gun, actually the, buys the gun from a, a collector, oh. melts it down and makes it the shield that is behind the bat symbol that okay. stops bullets. So he was saying, oh, this is kind of my idea. Okay. But yeah, well, I've seen that too, and it does kind of look like it might be uh, 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 gun pieces, or like yeah, I said, I, I also heard the battering. I was looking at it first and just seeing all the little elements of it that yeah. they weren't smooth. You know, there's parts on there that you wouldn't expect, so they kind of made sense. Yeah, um, I like that idea. I think that's kind of cool. Yeah, and I don't know, y'all probably know this. I think they're basing the movie loosely on the Long Halloween comic. Okay, yeah, which story. is which is fabulous. Yeah, so that's kind of cool. And uh, I, y'all probably have seen this, but. Uh, Zoe Kravitz going to be Catwoman, Colin Farrell, Penguin, Paul Dano, if I'm saying that right, Riddler. she going to go her way? Uh, I think we made that joke already. Did we? Yeah. 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 Well, well we was, don't remember. That was so a year that's ago. okay. <laughs> and an interesting bit of trivia, Pattinson was filming the movie Tenet, which is coming out later this year, I think, okay. with Chris Nolan. While he was with Chris Nolan is when he found out that he was cast as Batman. Wow. So... That's kind of cool, too. A little Inception type of Ooh. going in on there. So what do y'all, I just, what do y'all think about the costume? You've seen it, right? Uh, yeah, I've seen it. I've, there's a black and white treatment that looks pretty cool that I like where somebody basically just, just desaturated and up the contrast. I, I really wanted to see what the eyes look like. And so I guess I'm looking at it right now. Pretty shadowy. Yeah. Um, so, you know, that's always been one of the criticisms. I'm sure art will weigh in on the modern Batmans. You know, the comic books, it's it's white shields. Mm-hmm. And they've gone with actual eyes with eye black. So right. okay. um, it looks like they're going to go with real eyes again for Patterson. So Pattinson. What I said. Patterson. Yeah, whatever. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I like the, you know, there's been a lot of talk about Pattinson and whether he'd be good or not. But as far as the, the visual that we see now, he's got that square jaw. Yeah. And they talk about the you know, the thin kind of smile and square jaw and how uh-huh. it was related to the animated series and also the Arkham games. Yeah. They're talking about how the suit and he kind of. It's, it's very Arkham-ish. Ar- you know, the uh, Arkham-ish uh, asylum stuff. The, uh, all the Arkham games. It looks a yeah. lot like that Batman. Yeah. So if you listen to the last podcast, you'll know that I do not play the Arkham games, but my son did. So IO9 did a uh, did a ranking of Batman Jaws. <laughs> oh, really? Know. Yeah, I'm trying to find it, but I can't. And anyway, they go through. And so uh, Pattison came in like middle of the pack. Okay. Adam West came in, I think, number three. He's got a good jaw. Yeah. 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 And uh, I think uh, Val Kilmer came in one. If I, I thought about Val Kilmer. He had a good good square jaw, too. Yeah. yeah. I would think Matt, uh, Ben Affleck's was was pretty good too. Was do you remember where he ranked? Uh, let me see if I can find it. Why don't you guys vamp a little bit? Okay. Vamp. Anyway, um, <laughs> yeah, I like the look of the costume. I'm I'm excited about Pattinson playing. I think it, I've seen him in roles other than Twilight, 
and I think he's a good actor. I know he's catching a lot of grief. You know, yeah. Sorry, sorry. It was Batman Lips, not oh, Batman Lips. Uh, yeah, that's not, not something I'm looking okay. up. Not Jaws. Patterson yeah. came in number eight. Number seven was Ben Affleck. Robert Lowry from the forties. Uh, uh, yeah, cereal. came in number six. Christian Bale came in number five. George Clooney's Lips number yeah. four. Keaton number three. Adam West number two. And Val Kilmer from Batman Forever number one, according to IO9's Best Batman Lips. Okay. okay. Did you, I know I seen you all this picture too? You'll never get that forty seconds of your life back. <laughs> yeah. The, random trivia, but when it was looking up the Riddler stuff. And saw that the guy that played Gomez Adams, John Ashton, once played the Riddler on yeah. the uh, TV series. I didn't realize that. Yeah, they. Um, what's his name? Good grief! I've just drawn a blank on the guy that played uh, the Riddler most famously, the best Riddler ever, Jim Carrey, uh, Gorshin. Uh, oh. And uh, he, I think he either, I, I think he wanted more money. I don't think it was a scheduling conflict. He wanted, and uh, so they said, oh, we'll go with someone else. And then they realized, oh, we've got to have him back. <laughs> you know, uh, John Aston's a great actor, was, you know, fantastic as Gomez, mm-hmm. but uh, just not worked that well for the for the Riddler. It was a different, very different look. Yeah, it was a very different character, too. And he, he just played it very differently. Yeah. Let's go back and watch some of that. Yeah, Gorshin is fantastic. We should rank Batman villains that have been on TV or movies. Okay. I mean, number one's obviously Heath Ledger's Joker. Do you think? Yeah, I just... I we talked about that a little bit. We did. I, I think mean, we looked at Jokers, yeah. We looked at Jokers, uh-huh. but I mean, I rewatched uh, Dark Knight. We're looking at Jokers now. Boy, it was really, really good. So, anyway, what's your Geek of the Week, Mr. Shirley? Um, really, the only one I had was I watched Knives Out. This weekend, how'd you like it? I liked it a lot. I really thought it was good. Uh, my son asked me after we watched it because he was the one that recommended it to us. Said, "Does it redeem Ryan Johnson in your eyes?" And I said, "It does actually go a long way to redeeming Ryan Johnson. He's the one that directed Last Jedi, and he directed, wrote, and directed um, Knives Out. And it's just a fun murder mystery thing that kind of throws back to the old Agatha Christie style." Uh, movies that they had with a lot of celebrities back in the 70s uh they've kenneth Branagh has done one recently murder on the Orient express which is a remake of that and that was good so uh so it's fun it was it's very good and had a lot of um uh geek kind of folks that we would recognize uh michael shannon who played general zod from men of man of steel um chris evans who played captain america's in this um uh, Anna D. I'm not sure how you say her name, but she was uh, in Blade Runner, the most recent Blade Runner. Sure. That, so she was good. And of course, Ryan Johnson, as we said, did Last Jedi. Did we talk about on the podcast? I can't remember because I talked about this with somebody else. I may have talked about it with with Jay off off mic. But the uh, the Larry Norman soundtrack cameo for Knives Out. Did we talk about that? Mm-mm. Mm-mm. All right. So Larry Norman is considered the godfather of, of Christian rock started it, yeah. um, early seventies. Mm-hmm. And so there is a snippet of righteous rocker by Larry Norman and knives out. Okay. And Rain Johnson addressed that on Twitter and said he grew up, mm-hmm. uh, in church groups and he was a big Christian music, yeah. uh, huh. geek way back when. And so he wanted to honor Larry Norman. Wow. And so he threw a uh, righteous rocker somewhere yeah. in there. So I'd love to go see it. I'd like to see it anyway, but I'd really like to see if, see if I could spot Larry Norman in there. Well, it's not available for rent. And Drew said, you really probably want to buy it cause you'll want to watch it over again. And, uh, I was reluctant to, but there's like two hours of, um, behind the scenes stuff on there where they talk about the, the making of the movie and all the production that went behind it. And, and there's a lot of really neat stuff. And like I said, um, you know, uh, I'm definitely a bigger Ryan Johnson fan than I was 
<laughs> this time last year, but uh, but I thought he or was maybe great. this time last week. Yeah, probably so. Absolutely, yeah. probably so. Yeah. But uh, uh, and he talked a lot about working on Star Wars and how he wanted to do something smaller and, and how much fun he had on Star Wars. So, like I said, I, I appreciate his attitude about it because. Uh, he got raked over the coals for Last Jedi by at least half of the viewing audience, and, and I was one of them that you know did not care for that movie as much. Um, but uh, it was really good. It was a really very entertaining movie and a lot of fun and very smart, a very smart movie. So, um, like I said, I'll look forward. There, they've already talking about. They're already talking about making a sequel to this. So I'll look forward to seeing that. Would that be Guns Out? Is that what the sequel's called? No, Guns Out. Yeah, yeah, that's a great idea. I didn't even get yeah. that. Yeah, wow. Guns Out. So we, Daniel Craig's in it too, of course. James Bond. It's yeah, how is his accent in it? Oh, it's way over the top, but I think it's intentionally so. Yeah, uh, you know, I, you know, we were talking about this. Oh man, the Southern accent is just terrible. I said, well, you know, I don't think like Hercule Poirot's accent is something Belgians go. Oh, he's got that accent. I think they're all this way over the top. Inspector Clouseau from the Pink Panther movies is not intended to be mm-hmm. a very accurate French. French accent. Yeah. So, so, but was it a time to kill bad? That's kind of the, that, um, that's the Southern you, betrayal. The one that, that Becky brought up was uh, Midnight in the Garden of Good and oh, Evil, man. you know, yeah. which is really bad too. And Kevin Spacey has not lost that accent yet. Yeah. yeah. And, uh, and it was, yeah. So it was that bad. Yeah. But did they have air conditioning? Because, you know, in a time to kill. Oh, I know. Everybody's yeah. like, we don't have air conditioning yeah, yet. Everybody's got fans. It looks, it looks like, like we never advanced past, uh, you know, the mid thirties uh, or whatever with the, the scopes, uh, monkey trials or whatever, inherit the wind, that kind of stuff, <laughs> you know? So it's like, Oh, well we actually have air conditioning now. Wow. Yeah. Wow. So indoor well, plumbing is coming soon, I think, but uh, we do have air conditioning. Yeah. Well, not only do we have indoor plumbing and air conditioning, but some of us have our own private Netflix server. That's my geek of the week. It's, oh, a, okay. it's a program called Plex. I've been consumed with Plex. We're not talking Plexus or any other multi-level marketing opportunity. Plex is a media streaming software. The uh, the, the software is actually free, um, and they make money from add-on subscriptions. But what I've done is I've taken my entire um, DVD and Blu-ray collection, ripped everything to an MP4 file, and loaded it onto a small server. Now I can view that server from anywhere. Yeah, it's we really spent cool. you spent thirty to forty five minutes showing me what last week, week before last. Oh, it's the coolest thing in the world. It, it was very cool, and the quality of the the rip is very good. It's great, but the the way it serves the stuff is to me. Uh, you know, we had talked about. I think you know I, we're watching stuff from from iTunes, the movies I bought and Apple TV, and and then I also have them on a computer and, and serve them up that way. But it's so much better. The interface is so much better to me. Well, it, it is like a Netflix type of video server solution. And what's really cool, I've taken it one step further this last week. I've got the server here at the shop, and we've got great internet access here. Well, I'm able to remote into it. So I've been watching episodes of Fringe on my iPad at night at the house from the server up here. Wow, that's very cool. How cool is that? That is very cool. So, um, and it's, it, the, the streaming quality it, is it looks good. Great. And you're, what, yeah. What are you able to get? Are you getting 720 or are you getting 1080? I'm getting 1080. Wow. I'm getting 1080. Of course, I've got fiber here and at the house, okay. and it's the same service provider at C Spire, so it's a relatively short hop. Um, but, I mean, it looks really, really good. And it, it's simple to do. You just need an older computer would be fine, an old Mac Mini or something like that, or you could buy a dedicated box to run Plex Media Server. 
you run the Plex Media Server, which is a free install, very, very easy to do. Then uh, I'm using it on a QNAP server and Synology, and there's a bunch of other folks out there. But anyway, this is a server. This is a box with four hard drives in it, and it's got an Ethernet port. Got the box plugged in. I get into the box through a web browser to configure it. Again, very easy to do. And then you have a media folder on that box and you tell plex this is where i'm putting all my tv shows and i'm putting all my movies you run the server software to point it to the correct place and then you just rip wherever you're going to rip and then you drag it into that folder and plex automatically detects pulls thumbnails pulls descriptions and it's there in it looks like netflix and and so there's a little bit of housekeeping you have to do it advises you to create a TV shows folder and a movies folder, but it is unbelievable. It pulls synopsis, it pulls thumbnails, it pulls list of actors, it gives you uh, yeah. rankings. Well, we saw you 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 pull this stuff up and it, and it shows you related movies that are in your in your file structure already. Yeah. So it's not telling you to go out and rent something else. You can see what you've got this related to, but there's this cast stuff. So if it's a Robert Downey Jr. movie. You can see all the Marvel movies he's in. You had Tropic Thunder, I think, as well. Yeah. That showed up. So, Where is it pulling? Is it pulling that from the DVD? Yeah, and it's pulling from no. the internet. Okay. Yeah, you give it the the. From what I saw, you you give it a specific file name. Yeah, and uh, and then it is you you tie into whatever this what's the what's the server it's that, uh tbdb it's got a couple of different services plex uses to grab those yeah, but those it's an guys. online database yeah and it pulls a synopsis uh that would either be what they used in the dvd or you know possibly tv guide if it's an old yeah. tv show or something <laughs> you know i mean seriously i think that's yeah. kind of the thing it pulls yeah there's some stuff that's pretty old there. yeah so and, uh but it, 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 it structures it there so that you know like when we were looking at it you i think had a walking dead episode yeah and it pulls the proper episode. It puts it in the proper series so, season. So it had a season. Uh, so what you image? Have to, yeah, you yeah. have to do a little bit of, of homework in and of that. When you rip, you need to name those file names the correct structure. So, like Walking Dead, you're going to title the, the 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 file walk the Walking Dead space hyphen space s. 05 for season five episode 02 i mean eo2 so it's going to be walking dead hyphen so one eo2 or 05 or whatever and so plex knows that's fifth season 22nd episode and so it's going to go out and pull all the stuff and you've got multiple thumbnails you can pull from like i pulled all the james bond stuff in because i've got the blu-ray collection and so um somebody had gone through and had taken the uh james bond collection the 50th anniversary collection and and put all the particular covers up from the blu-rays themselves so that i've got a consistent look across all my james bonds Mm -hmm. so it's really really cool it's a lot of fun uh, I'm watching stuff that I haven't watched in years. Yeah, because it is it is true that for some reason we're so lazy now that the idea and Jan, yeah, I know I'm not speaking for you in this, <laughs> the idea of putting physical media into yeah. a box and then waiting as it goes through the uh, the trailers for Logan Lucky or whatever it happened to be, <laughs> uh, you know. Uh, it's just something that puts us off of watching something. But, it, but you know, as media consumption has become a personal experience with an iPhone or an iPad, mm-hmm. you may be wanting to watch something that 
your significant other doesn't. And so instead of going and firing up the DVD player where you've got this, you know, everybody can see what you're watching. If you want to go through a series like right now, I'm going through Fringe. Nobody in my house is interested in Fringe at all. And I'm watching it before I go to bed or whatnot. I'm able to consume that stuff. Instead of having to go to the den, drop a Blu-ray in and turn on right. the TV and watch it. And we should point out that you're ripping stuff that you own already. Absolutely. Physical media. Yeah. Everything I've got, everything I've ripped is stuff that I own. I don't, I haven't, mm-hmm. I'm not going to rip anything. I don't own physical copies of. So, um, it's all for personal use only, but it, it's really cool to be able to see some of the stuff that I haven't looked at in forever which is a lot of fun. It's very simple to do, very easy to do. There's a bazillion instruction guides out there. Now, does the QNAP have its own operating system in yeah, it? Okay, yeah. Okay, so that's a, got the Linux or Unix? Yeah, so it's got some sort of Unix variant or okay. Linux variant somewhere, and it's an easy operating But I was going to say, you don't have to know a whole no, lot about that. Uh-uh. You're doing everything really through the browser. Yeah, yeah, exactly. So, but it's, it's, it's very cool. It's uh, it's pretty nifty. I've I've invested a lot of time in ripping all. I've got <laughs> stacks of DVDs around here yeah. in, the, well, in the studio for I've weeks. I've got over five terabytes. Yeah. Of movies. Yeah. You only had you you were filling up four when I saw you. So last, so. so what I had to do is I had to upgrade my drives, and so I, I set this up in RAID five, which I've got four drives. One could fail, and I would keep data integrity. Mm-hmm. So uh, there's a procedure in the QNAP where I can eject one drive replace it i went from a two terabyte to four terabyte drive and so i had to do that and it took like three to four hours to rebuild each drive so it took a day and a half to rebuild the system but i doubled my capacity doing it one drive at a time yeah 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 yeah. but it's really cool i was really geeking out of the fact that i was able to watch this stuff at the house and one of the cool things about the plex client and so uh, the plex player is available on ios you know ipod uh, i mean ipad iphone android pretty much any apple tv yeah yeah. apple Mm -hmm. tv's got one but as it's um like as it's queuing up from the remote server, so I'm I'm, I'm getting Fringe ready to watch. Mm-hmm. Well, somehow it's got the theme music for for Fringe already embedded, and so I've got my ear pods in my AirPods in. It's I've got the episode up. It's it's buffering while it's buffering. I've got the Fringe uh, thumbnail that I've selected for the whole series, and I'm hearing the series theme song wow that's great pulled it for the civil war Battlestar yeah. galactica all this stuff so, so just like netflix or if you're if you're uh, doing is going to pull up of course now they pull a trailer up but you'll as you're waiting for that to load almost like a dvd screen right. used to be you're hearing that theme music that's, that's right. hilarious that's great yeah that's about as geeky as we've gotten in a while it really is it so really now is. i can borrow your your dvds no you they're mine no you don't I, need them. no I, <laughs> well then, then it would be illegal no, because i would no longer i would no longer them. have no it's not gonna happen jack <laughs> I, i'm I, gonna use that I, to segue though do you have any jack ryan yes movies in oh there? actually no i don't but you know i can mail them to you jay Okay. Oh, right. yeah, yeah. No, a little, little envelope. No Jack Ryan. So we're going to talk Jack Ryan. Which uh, we've teased for a couple of episodes, at yeah. least. We've mentioned it. <laughs> yeah. we realized, Do we have any time left? And then we realized, well, okay, we're out of time completely. Probably not. So uh, <laughs> let me ask you guys, did any of you read, either of you read, uh, any of the Tom Clancy novels that yes. the Jack Ryan yes. series? Uh-huh. So how far did you get? I think I got to executive orders, maybe the one past executive orders. Uh he becomes president executive orders or is that spoiler the spoiler oh, that's sorry that's sorry. at the, the end of some been all, out, the book's been out uh, yeah yeah <laughs> the movie's been a, a hot minute so yeah. that that's at the end of some of all fears where yeah everything's yeah and, and i was i was looking at the book 
the Tom Clancy books, and I realized that uh, I did not know this, but Hunt for Red October came out first. That was his first novel, his first movie. Mm-hmm. And then he goes back, and uh, I think Patriot Games is his second. That's right. And uh, that was also the second movie. But chronologically, Patriot, Patriot Games, Games takes place before Hunt for that's Red right. October. Yeah. That's right. Hmm. I don't think they, they followed that in the movie. They did not. Yeah. No, not so, in the age of the character, for sure. No. Yeah. yeah. So what was real interesting, I think uh, I think Tom Clancy was selling insurance when he wrote Hunt for Red October. Right. If I remember this correctly, mm-hmm. and he did all this research at this thing called the library. Yeah. You younger listeners <laughs> yeah. probably don't know what that is. It's, it's not a bar. It's where you Oxford. Go, yeah, it's where you go get books and knowledge. And uh, so he did a bunch of research, and apparently, after Hunt for Red October was published. I've, uh, the the uh, the CIA paid him a visit. Yeah, they were know. going. How do you know all this stuff? And he's doing it from stuff that's out there. Jane's yeah. books on uh, yeah. weapons yeah. and aircraft carriers and all that kind of stuff. But but it, yeah, I heard that same story too. That they thought, well, we need to find out who this guy is. That's right. Yeah. So then um, then of course he optioned the book and uh, Alec Baldwin played um, Jack Ryan. Okay. Do you know who directed Hunt for an October? You probably do. I did. I did not remember. Oh, this. who directed it? I know who directed it. I saw it when I was reading, but I don't remember. I'll just in the interest yeah, of time, I'll please. say John McTiernan. That's right. Yeah, pre Die Hard. Also did Die Hard. Yeah, and Predator. And Predator. And then ended up serving time for uh, <laughs> in a federal prison for a year. Yeah, yeah that's most right. recently. But uh, yeah. but there's that there's a scene, and again, we're gonna get spoiler. You know, I'm sorry if the yeah. movie's been out since what 90. 1990. Uh, so yeah, but uh, there's a scene in Hunt for Red October where Jack Ryan's going on the catwalk and kind of talking to himself in Sean Connery's voice that's very reminiscent, pulls, you know, I think it's a, it's a call back to Die Hard, the scene where, uh, that's right. where John McClain, I called him John McCain accidentally earlier. <laughs> uh, who, was big, who was a big uh, Tom yeah, Clancy that's fan. Right, that's right. Yeah. Also, I think I need to point this out. I said Bill Kane and Bob Finger last week, and it's Bob Kane, Bill Finger, on the, and the whatever. So, yeah, that's I noticed that, but it didn't yeah. register yeah. Yeah. fully. So all of you that wrote in and corrected me, I appreciate that. Which, which was, was nobody. nobody. <laughs> I don't, we, well, they may have. We probably nobody. still no, haven't no, checked no. the email. I have, yet. and there's <laughs> nothing there. <laughs> Guys of a certain age at gmail.com. That's right. Please write. Uh, so, yeah, so Alec Baldwin was cast. Yeah. And Hunt for, Octo- uh, <laughs> Hunt for Red October was a huge success. Yes. Followed by Patriot Games, yeah. where they recast Alec Baldwin. Because Alec Baldwin did not want to be part of a franchise. He did not. And, of course, you know. Harrison Ford saying, I'm all about the franchise. <laughs> yeah, that's yeah, right. I'll I take am, on another character. I am the franchise. Yeah. yeah. And him and his finger. So, which, uh, which I noticed, I watched the first 15 minutes of Patriot Game. Oh, I, I ended up watching all of Hunt for Red October again. Uh, but I'm sitting there and going, there it is. And he's like, get down, get down. Yeah, the Harrison Ford point. point. Yeah. I almost want to go see Call of the Wild just to see it. So, yeah. um, so Harrison Ford was in Patriot Games and, um, some, I mean, clear and present danger. Clear and present, present danger. danger. Yeah. And then what was the third that he was? Was there a third one? It was one? just two. No, he, he was, was just in two. It was just two. I thought it was yeah. three also, but when I was reading about it. No, I it's like the it's like the original trilogy is uh, is uh, Hunter in October with Alec Baldwin. Then they mm-hmm. recast 
and then they fill out that original trilogy. Not that they had the same director or whatever, but all of those have James Earl Jones as uh, Admiral Grimm. Yeah, Yeah. and then they reboot the thing with Ben Affleck and take it back to a younger character, you know, kind of at the beginning of, uh, so he's more of the analyst at that point. And Morgan Freeman's in that one. Is that who? Morgan Freeman, but he does not play Admiral Greer. Who does he play? He plays a different character. I looked in there, and I can't remember who the character is. Cabot. He plays William Cabot. Oh, yeah. Yeah. So, um, and then they have, I think they have Clark in at least one of the, I think they have him in two of the, no, he's in the, he's in Clear and Present Danger, played by Willem Dafoe in the Harrison Ford movie. And I don't know that he appears again until uh, ever. No, he doesn't. Yeah. And Clark was such a vital part of that that book series. Uh Uh-huh. And he had his own a couple, three books that were dedicated yeah. to him, yeah. including one that even goes back before Patriot Games. It's a prequel to Patriot Games. Oh, wow. It's actually the first in the series because it was the younger Clark. So, uh, Clear and Present Danger was 94. Some of All Fears, eight years later, right. 2002, which was very, I've seen parts of, but it was very yeah. influenced by 9-11. Yes. Um, and uh, and so, it was just not well received. I mean, uh, you know, I don't know that if, you could say anybody did a bad job in the roles or whatever, but I think people just kind of had come to expect Harrison Ford yeah. in that role. Yeah. If it had been another character, if you changed the character's name, right. it would be, be completely moving. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And then, uh, Jack Ryan's shadow recruit in 2014, 12 years later, yeah. Chris Pine, uh, directed by Kenneth Branagh. Yeah. Mm. And he's in it. He plays one of the main characters in that. I did not see. I saw all. that. I, that, may have seen that in the theater. Kevin Costner takes the role as the mentor in that. He's, again, not playing Greer or Cabot at this point. Um, But um, I read, too, that they were considering taking the Costner character and making a a couple more movies based on his role. But because the movie didn't do as well, they opted out of that. Yeah, because he was he was the more interesting character. Nothing against Chris Pine, but it's just the the. The Jack Ryan aspect was not there. And right. We talked a little bit of this before the, the the thing. He was a better field agent, but he was just not, you know, not the the that analyst, the fish out of water thing. Is right. That yeah, you that's said? one of the USA Today said he, the loss of the fish out yeah, of water charm that, that is central uh-huh. to his. And that's yeah. what even even Harrison Ford had that, you know. But uh, that was Alec Baldwin kept saying, you know, I'm not a field agent, and he kept getting thrown into these yeah. precarious situations, and he just he wasn't meant to be there. Whereas Chris Pine. Went directly into it and, and yeah. aced it. Well, he's Shatner, man. I mean, he's Kirk. Of course he is. You know, he's like, I got this. So I'm um, reading on um, some background. So in, in July 2017, Paramount had na- announced plans to adapt Rainbow Six um, with Ryan Reynolds playing John Clark. Yeah. Yeah. That's, so that's still to come, right? They're still working uh, on that? I don't know that yeah. they are not. But Michael B. Jordan was going to play... Um, Actually, they confirmed Michael B. Jordan to complain John, to portray John Clark. So okay. it was Ronald Reynolds was in talks, but Michael B. <laughs> that's going to be really interesting. So, uh, and well, I, I love have, Michael B. Jordan. Yeah, he's great. I mean, he's. I um, mean, he's. Man, he's one of my favorite actors. Yeah. At this and point, and the thing is, Tom Clancy. There's there's a whole lot of you know novels, or there's there's more literature there that. Uh, that you could mine from that he actually wrote. There's still some stuff going on. If you look, there's Tom Clancy's, uh, what is the, what is the seal at the seal team? Uh, the rainbow six, seal rainbow six. Yeah. yeah. Seal team six. Yeah, said, yeah. 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 Um, so there's, there's, there's those things. There's video games that, cause, uh, Clancy died. What? 
uh, 10 years ago. Yeah, yeah. So uh, Lee Schreiber was uh, was uh, John Clark in some of all fears. Okay, so he was in yeah. there. Okay. Yeah, I hope I didn't. Yeah, we Lee Schreiber. Lee yeah. Schreiber. We uh-huh. put your name so badly on this show. We? <laughs> Yeah, we all of us. I was just saying us. French for yes. We. <laughs> wow, and we butcher other languages. Yeah. We, uh, oh. yeah, we we don't mind doing that at all. So, um, very interesting. So, so then the latest then is uh, John Krasinski's with the Amazon reboot, uh, the, which I like that series a lot. It still doesn't feel. And Becky and I were talking about this weekend. It, it doesn't feel like Jack Ryan. It doesn't feel like Jack Ryan. Yeah, I mean it's a great series. I think Phenomenal. Krasinski's great in it. I like the whole. I, think I love everything. Wendell Pierce. Yeah, I think a I think, part of it is because it's not based on an actual book. It's just sort of the character being fleshed out in other ways. I think that could be part of it. I think uh, too, as, as as talented an actor as I think John Krasinski is, and I, I think he's. I loved him in Thirteen Hours. I think he's a great director too. He was in Quiet Place. You know, there's uh, always uh, hello a, The Office. That's what I'm going to say. He's always still a little bit of Jim. <laughs> yeah. Well, know? actually, though, that kind of plays into it. To the analyst side. Yeah, but, but they've kind of abandoned the analyst. I mean, you know, the second season, he's, he's more, well, right. more of an sure. agent. So know. I saw Jack Ryan before I saw The Office. So oh, I, really? Yeah. Wow. Yeah. yeah. Okay. I knew who he was, but I'm the only person. I'm the only person in <laughs> the world. Um, but I had not seen much of The Office at all. And so yeah. I watched Jack Ryan, then went back. And so for me, it was weird to see Jack Ryan yeah. as, as the goofball. <laughs> That's interesting. Oh, wow. That's an interesting take on that. Yeah. 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 So, but I do like that series a lot. I, I, wanna, I, I, I love I it. look forward to love the it. next yeah. season and of it. Wendell Pierce as, uh, as Greer is great. Okay. So, oh, yeah. Um, for sure. So, um, I guess, you know, so, favorite Jack Ryan. So, let's rank them. Let's start with, we've got, uh, how many do we have then? We've got... We should have five. Uh, let's see. We've got one, two, three, oh, maybe four. Six. There's we've five if six. you consider. One, two, three, four, five. We've got five. Five yeah. actors. So, Baldwin, Ford, Affleck, Chris Pine, Krasinski. Okay. I think top's going to be, I would imagine. Well, no, we got to start from the bottom. Okay. Start so, from the bottom. So Chris Pine. Chris Pine. I, I never saw it, but like I said, everything I've ever heard puts him there. Yeah. And I would say it's really kind of a toss-up between Ben Affleck and Chris Pine. I yeah, think that I think they both are talented actors. I don't think they did bad jobs. I think the role may have been written differently. So, Chris Pine, it's almost, you know, there's, Chris Pine's my my least favorite. What yeah, about you? I think Affleck's probably my least favorite, but again, it wasn't because it was, the movie was bad. I just, when I think of kind of the... You're not a Ben Affleck fan anyway, though, are you? Not a huge one, yeah. 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 Mm-hmm. So that, that How do you like plain. these apples? <laughs> That's Matt Damon. Well, yeah, but he co-wrote it. He probably wrote the line. <laughs> he won an Oscar for writing the script. We've got to separate him now. Come on. <sighs> Man, Matt Damon would have been a good Jack Ryan. Matt Damon. But, he's Jason Bourne. He, but yeah, he's Jason, Jason Bourne. Bourne. Yeah, he's a great James Bond. Which yeah. the movie that Pine was in had a sort of Bourne-esque Did it, uh, yeah. feel to it. Uh-huh. So Born again, if you will. <laughs> With Larry Norman on the soundtrack. So we've got, so if you're playing along at home, we've got uh, Affleck at five for Jay. We've got Pine at five for Art and Robbie. So I guess four would be the other. You know, yeah, either Harrison Ford. Uh, no, 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 four. <laughs> four, not Ford, but oh, four okay. would be yeah. uh, for, for you. Affleck. Or, and again, those, that, that could probably. Wait, did you just hear a duck around here go, Affleck? <laughs> yeah, no. Wow. Okay. Sponsored. <laughs> yeah, so Affleck for you. Right. And then Jay for you, it's going to be Pine. Yeah, for the four, yeah. For yeah. four. And like I said, they're, they're right there together for me. So the third best, Jack Ryan. I'm going to say Krasinski. I'm going to say Krasinski. I'm going to say Baldwin. 
Really? Now, hear, wow. hear me out here. So no, it's okay. going to be can, two guys of a certain age watched, going forward. Having just watched the movie, I might know why you're going there. Well, I haven't watched any of the movies in a while because I didn't have time to order the DVDs before we decided to do this. But <laughs> We've been talking about this I know, for, for months. I know. You could have gotten the VHSs in the time it <laughs> I took. I actually thought about that. I think I have Hunt for Red October on a VHS, but I, I don't one, know where it is. One VHS, one VHS only. <laughs> but here's the thing, and I, I read this, oh, and, it, and it resonated with me, is Baldwin, one, one, one article I said is that Baldwin was overshadowed by other actors in the movie so when i think of hunt for red october he's talking about sean connery i think about sean connery yeah and so and i could i think that's a valid point you know i, I, I remember thinking the movie was great at the time but mm-hmm. i don't think about alec baldwin when i think about that movie whereas i think patriot games and clear person danger absolutely harrison ford is right there in in, in yeah. front so that's the only reason not I, it was a great movie yeah. but, I but put him my argument would be that played to where that character was at the time I mean, because he was supposed to be he was so, so young, out of, too. Was, I looked at yeah, those pictures. Yeah, he really looks young. And see, and I look at Alec Baldwin, too, as playing Trump on Saturday Night Live. We actually saw saw Baldwin play uh, Jack Ryan and Donald Trump in the same, like, three hours. Oh, gosh. Because wow. And you but, and you live to tell about because it. Because we're sitting there, and they, they re-ran the one with Eddie Murphy for Saturday Night Live. And we don't watch Saturday Night Live very much. just came on, and we we're watching it. And they, he, they show that thing. It's, it's entertaining. We go... Can you believe this is the same guy yeah. we just saw? And Becky's like, no, I cannot believe it. That, All right. that paints, taints the picture for me. So but you've got you. Alec Baldwin. You've got uh, Krasinski. I've got Krasinski. So I'm pointing at Jay with Baldwin and Art for Krasinski and Krasinski. So, Jay, who's your number two, Jack Ryan? That would be Krasinski. Krasinski. Okay. And for you? Ford. Ford. Uh, Ford for me as well. So Harrison Ford for Art and I. Art and I are tracking perfectly along. Yeah. So we know who carries yeah. the show. <clears throat> and uh, It's good to have a discern- descending opinion. Though. Yeah, that's right. And Jay, who's your favorite? It would be Harrison Ford. That would be Harrison Ford. Yeah. And your favorite would be Alec Baldwin. Alec Baldwin. And again, a lot of that has to do... My problem with Harrison Ford uh, in in uh, the Jack Ryan movies is I always saw him as Harrison Ford at that point he had reached, you know, I was able to see him as Indiana Jones because I didn't know him that well. And certainly Han Solo, this first thing I ever saw him in by the time he makes the Jack Ryan movies, he's Harrison Ford, much of right. the way Tom Cruise is always going to be Tom Cruise and whatever he's in, you know, he's always going to be Maver- Maverick. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. So uh, I, I, so I was a huge fan of the books, and I read the I read right. every book prior to Hunt mm-hmm. for Red October, I believe. I don't think I've no, read. no, I, I think I read Hunt for I, I saw Hunt for Red October, then read everything, and then that was Patrick. written up to that point. Yeah, yeah. that was written mm-hmm. up to that point. To me, Alec Baldwin was the most age appropriate Jack Ryan yeah. ever. Mm-hmm. So he he to me he nailed the age, the attitude. Um, he was because at that point in the books, Hunt for Red October, he was a young analyst. He wasn't in the he had been in the military, had broken his back in a helicopter accident. Right. And so he was a stockbroker mm-hmm. at some point. Right. Right. Yep. That's why people kept asking him for tips. Yeah. They, yeah. They still played on that on some of the in the Jack Ryan TV series. Yeah. 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 That. Mm-hmm. And, I, and I love the way that, um, you know, he's a backbencher in these intelligent briefings where they're talking about Ramius. Mm-hmm. And and when he just burst out, you know, you SOB. And yeah. everybody looks uh-huh. at him. So Do you yeah. have something to share, Mr. Ryan? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so I just, I, I loved, <clears throat> I love that portrayal of Jack Ryan. Mm-hmm. Harrison Ford to me was always too old to be Jack Ryan. Yeah. Now, 
when I read executive orders, it was easier for me to pick absolutely uh, picture Harrison Ford as all of a sudden Jack Ryan. Yeah, but, uh, but yeah, that's just that's kind of where I come from it too. What about uh, do you know who played uh, the first Catherine Ryan or Kathy Ryan? Gates McFadden. Gates McFadden. Doctor, I'd forgotten Doctor that. Crusher. And there she and she has like one line and she does it with a British accent. Yeah. And I don't think the character was British. She wasn't. Yeah. No. So I was, well, that was kind of strange. Yeah. And she was almost a throwaway character. Then Ann Archer came in and the, yeah. In the Harrison Ford. Ann Archer is my favorite. Yeah. Mrs. Ryan. Yeah. 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 So uh, that's uh, Yours, Catherine Jane? Ryan. Have you thought that through that I hadn't much? really thought through that, but, <laughs> but I liked her. She was great Kira in Knightley the role. Kira Knightley. I can't remember who uh, was Ben Affleck's. Uh, Bridget Moynihan. Okay. Oh, yeah. Yeah. And yeah. Abby Cornish is, is uh, the character now. Yeah. 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 So, um, here's a kind of a change in things a little bit. Uh, you know, Jack Ryan, I think has been positioned. How many, how far have we got? Oh, we're, we're almost at 40 minutes. Okay. Oh, just, okay. Uh, let me just throw this out real quick. Uh, is Jack Ryan the American answer to James Bond? Absolutely. That's what I was going to say. He okay. is, he's that character. More so, do you think Jason Bourne has any claim to that now? Uh, we have bought Jack Ryan changing from from actor to actor like we've we've bought into the yeah, James even, Bond. Even more quickly than they've done it with uh, James Bond. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, I think so. I, I think that you know, Matt Helm was, you know, back with the books and stuff and of course the Dean Martin movies or whatever was it was pitched as the answer to James Bond. Who? Matt Helm, do you not remember Matt Helm no. at all? The books are pretty neat. The books are Negative pretty cool. Fan. Uh, Donald Hamilton wrote the books. I'm going to have to look this Matt up. Matt Helm week. is just a, this vehicle for James Bond, uh, for uh, Matt, for Dean Martin. A lot of fun, but 60s kind of thing. Very similar to our In Like Flint and Our Man Flint things that James Coburn did. You know, taking advantage of that 60s, almost similar to Austin Powers kind okay. of stuff, except Matt Helm's American guy photographer. But Man, I do think how Jack many Ryan. books? 28 oh, books. Oh, yeah. 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 Wow. Yeah. And uh, the books are very different from the way the movie came off. I always wanted to see, I would like to have seen George Clooney do a serious version of the Matt Helm books. But um, I would, I think Jack Ryan's kind of our James Bond. What do you think? Yeah, I, think I, could, I can live with that. I mean, I, I, I've read more and I've read some of the Bourne novels and seen the movies, but, uh -huh. but I, I, I've done more, more interaction with, yeah. with the Clancy stuff. So. Yeah. And Mission Impossible might be another possible Possible, impossible. I mean, to do that. <laughs> Impossibly possible. Impossibly possible, you know, thing. But I, I, with that being, even with Tom Cruise being the hero, I think with a team element, you don't get that James Bond kind of thing. You know, Jack Ryan, even though he's part of a the CIA and a team, he's the guy. You know, he's as much a part. He's as much a part of the CIA as James Bond is MI6. So we should rank some James Bonds at some point. Yeah, do that. Yeah, that's what we should. Well, let do. me ask this real quick. What do you think we've before we do this actors. right now? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah. We've ranked the actors. <clears throat> what about the movies? Can you do a quick ranking of the movies? Is it is it the same? Yeah, Hunt for Red October is my favorite. See, I like I would I would pick that as my favorite movie, even yeah. though you know Baldwin may not be my favorite yeah. actor. Yeah. I like I like Patriot Games a lot. Yeah, yeah. I, it, it'd be really close between Patriot Games and Hunt for Red October, but Hunt for Red October is just one of those that's you know cemented to me. I mean, I when mean, I found out McTiernan did Predator. Die Hard and Hunt for Red October. I said, "Good grief! How did I not know these? Those yeah. are three of my favorite movies, especially from that particular time period." But you know, there in in a lot of the rankings that I read online, the um, the Patriot Games got got bad. Really? Reviews. Yeah, it was it was usually Slowly fourth paced. or fifth. 
Well, just yeah, exactly. Yeah, yeah, that, that slowly paced. Uh huh. I mean, I didn't think it was. Yeah, I don't I remember being slowly paced. And I, I haven't watched that. Uh, like I said, I watched the first fifteen minutes of it, and I haven't watched the, either one of those movies in a while. That's probably the one I've watched the most. When I think, because yeah. I have more pictures in my head of that of that yeah. film. Yeah. Yeah. One of the things I felt I found interesting. Uh, Tom Clancy has been gone from us for what ten years at this point. That's what I was. Yeah. Guessing. And so sure. he's still listed as executive producer on the Jack Ryan yeah. Amazon series. Wow. And uh, by the way, the director of photography for um, Hunt for Red October was John DeBont. D-A-B-O-N-T, who uh-huh. also directed Speed. Oh, okay. Actually yeah. directed Speed or directed did he Speed? No, okay. he directed Speed. Okay. So, That's very interesting. Um, that was a very influential action movie mm-hmm. as far as, yeah. you know, with a lot of a lot of factors. So, but... Uh, cool. There we go. That's our, our some of all our knowledge of... Man, I wish I could come up with the Card- Cardinal of the Kremlin. Yeah. You know, Joe, which that may be my favorite book. You can so. edit it in later if you think nah, of it. Nah, I'm not going to go to that much trouble, man. I'm done with this show already. So we want to thank everybody for listening, for trudging along with us for a year. It's been over a year we've been on the air or the pseudo air or the interwaves or whatever those things are. Uh, we appreciate all your reviews, your comments, all even the asinine ones. Those really make our day. Uh, thanks for listening, and we'll see you next week.